Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, January 6th, 2023. And our top story today, I'm going to talk about what to know about aging in place. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Salt Bake is a senior researcher at the University of Virginia. Salt, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year's. All right, let's talk about aging in place. You wrote a great blog post uh, for the University of Virginia. You're a researcher there, a senior researcher there. Uh, let's talk about aging in place as it relates to Virginians. Uh, are, are Virginians more interested than, than they have been in the past to, to age in place? Um, I believe it's a, a national trends that everyone uh, prefers to remain in their homes and communities as long as they want with a um, certain level of independence and physical and cognitive functioning. And I think that uh, applies the same for older Virginians as well. And, and in terms of, uh, I, I thought what was very interesting about the, the blog post that you wrote and the research that you performed um, is that we need to be aware as citizens that if we do age in place, and when we're talking about aging in place, 50 and older means living in a home, uh, in your apartment, in your home, in your condo, wherever you're living for longer, that this is going to create strain and needs on the infrastructure level within states, local governments, and even the federal government. Um, that's a great question. So um, currently, um, the area agencies on aging. Uh, in terms of long-term care service provision, um, they provide home and community-based services such as um, you know, paid home care or uh, paid aids and um, other skilled nursing um, services uh, through this program. And they're doing this with the support of state government and local service vendors and service providers um, so this is what um, has been um, provided so far. So from a demographic perspective, Sal, I mean, there, there's a lot of, the, the, I think the importance of having the demography is one, knowing that it's an aging population, but also I would think that this would be informative for policymakers. Um, it, you know, putting numbers or, you know, something um, anecdotally probably doesn't carry as much weight as, as well as saying, hey, there's going to be 25% of our population that's going to be I'm making the numbers up that are going to be between age 50 and 90. Yeah, um, already in Virginia, one in five um, population is already 60 years and above. So and that number is expected to increase um, as the years goes on. And um, and uh, already, like, according to ARP report, recent report, 77% of um, adults age 50 and above, they prefer to remain in their place. Um, so and I think that uh, preference is very consistent with older Virginians as well. Do, do you think that it's kind of romanticized the aging in place? I want to live out my years at home. When it, and not really think, and we'll talk about what to think about in the next segment. But do you think that maybe 
some people might ha not have the right perception as it relates to to what it's going to take to stay at home. Uh, that you will need healthcare. That you need trans transportation. If you can't get transportation, you're going and you need healthcare. You need someone to come to your home. So you think that maybe it's uh, a little bit of romanticization. Um, that's a good point. Um, so I think it really depends on the individual's autonomy. So as long as the person wishes to stay in their homes and communities, not only their homes, but they can move, but they, they can still stay in the communities that they have been raised and they have been working and, you know, making connections with other friends and families, right? So um, it really depends on what, how much the person wishes to stay. And um, it and there are um, research that um, some low-income older adults, they actually remain in their places even though they wish not to because of um, their limited financial resources to move to a better place. So I think in that sense, some of the uh, concept of aging in place may not be ideal for every older adult. Yeah, really good point. Well, Sal, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll pick up the conversation and talk about things to consider if you're thinking about aging in place. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. 
So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Sal, thanks so much for uh, sticking with us this morning. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, let's pick up the conversation. And I think you, you led to a really, um, we, we kind of ended the first segment on a really interesting point, which is the romantic, the potential romanticization and maybe not understanding uh, what aging in place really means. And, and you intimated and said that it was really about each individual's uh, autonomy, what they want for autonomy, and also limited by finances. So in terms of the determination, if I'm somebody who is thinking about aging in place with his spouse, partner, maybe living with um, somebody else, what are some of the things, you talked about finances already, but what are some of the other things I need to think about? Um, so I think one of the, um, one of the things uh, that you might want to think about is um, how much social network you already have in your communities, because uh, another social issue that's very critical among older adults is social isolation. And people even say social isolation is a public health matter because it, it impacts your physical and mental health eventually. So um, I think what is really important is to provide services and infrastructure for older adults to uh, continue and maybe expand or deepen the social network that they are having so that they can um, age in place with um, independence and uh, better well-being. Do you think we learned anything through COVID? Uh, for example, uh, we all were isolated. We couldn't see each other, but for Zoom, FaceTime, Skype. Um, maybe from six feet, 10 feet away. I think there's some lessons there. And, and, and for that matter, people who were living in community homes couldn't see people on the outside. They had to look at them through, like, like you were an uh, animal in the zoo, right? They had to look through a window and see each other. So do you think there's some, in, in all seriousness, do you think there are some, some lessons that we can take away from COVID and that quarantining and, and what that might mean for aging in place? Um, well, that's not uh, the that wasn't really part of my the research that we did because uh, because of because I I also agree with you the impact of COVID on older population 
was very serious, um, especially those who were living in long-term care facilities. Um, so in our research, that's why we compared um, pre-COVID era, like the 10 years of pre-COVID era because of that um, very unique impact. Um, and I believe uh, the impact of COVID-19 is still going on. And a lot of um, research shows that the virtual environment is very critical um, using the technology um, for older adults to continue to have some sort of um, emotional, you know, and social ties that they have been having. Yeah, it brings up an interesting point. I mean, a lot of people say you talked about building that social network, uh, how important that is having a sense of community. And, and if you can't travel, you're not mobile. Uh, for whatever reason, maybe you lose use of one of your legs or you need someone to push you in a wheelchair, uh, that social media and, and being able to reach people, for example, on Facebook is is really important. And, you know, it's it's interesting when you think about, quote unquote, how people perceive older people, they perceive them as not being able to use things like phones and technology and, and other things. But in reality, they adapt just as well as all of us, right? I mean, they during COVID, yeah. they were using FaceTime, they're using Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. I interrupted no, no. you. No, no, it, it's fine. I mean, like you're, you're totally right. I think that that is part of the um, ageist, you know, perspective that we assume that older adults cannot use technology. That is not true. Um, a lot of research shows that um, already with a little bit of training, older adults can pick up the new technology and still, you know, be part of um, our society. Yeah. Last question uh, before we kind of wrap up is before we wrap up is um, how do you follow up this research? So what what's the next step? You, you, you did a lot of research around aging in place. Clearly, there is a need both in the Commonwealth of Virginia um, and in the United States for more resources dedicated, more infrastructure dedicated to to aging in place. How do you follow up the research? What's next on your plate as a senior researcher at UVA? Um, so in in our um in our current research that we did in our blog post was a simple demographic patterns of um, how older virginians are aging in place um, in terms of comparing um, urban and rural areas and in the last 10 years and also if there is a differences even within older adults as by their age groups um, and I think our next step will be combining, you know, the neighborhood environment aspect and how the existing neighborhood environment, neighborhood infrastructure is associated, you know, with um, older Virginians to age in place. Yeah, really important and, and helping and rem a reminder that within a neighborhood or in a community, helping on other people if they're a little bit older or, or have just have a need, have sp some special needs. It's important, important part of community. Really going to be, it's very interesting research. Sal, really appreciate you joining us on the program this morning. Thank you for sharing your perspective and your research. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, and all in one place, check out today's edition 
of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow with a look back at some of our best segments of the week on BRN Weekly. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.